Hello, you are listening to Deeply Curious. My name is Cody Jensen, and joining me in our New York City studio apartment is my wife, Sarah Jensen. Hello. In this episode, we're not going to be asking a question, because we already asked the question. Yes. And we have found a answer. And so yes. we're going to talk about our answer and why, um, and it's basically an announcement of our future. <laughs> I, you already know because you saw the title, but I'm still not going to say it right now. Uh, but before we jump into that uh, announcement, I just want to say a huge thank you and let you guys know that if you want to help support Deeply Curious and allow us to continue creating this art without having to worry about um, finding people to, you know, pay us to sell things to you um and it, it keep that keep uh consumerism at bay is what i like to say yeah um you can do that by supporting us on patreon um patreon is a way that you can support monthly and also gain access to exclusive content um and just deeper access to things from us um this week we have a brand new crew member sophia seriano Thank you so much for uh, supporting us as a crew member. And our associate producers this week are Maddie Lane and Rob Evans. And it is produced by Christian B. Schmidt. If you'd like to join these lovely people, um, <laughs> you can do that by going to jensenav.club. Uh, we call our Patreon the Jensen AV Club. And jensenav.club is how you can get to that. Uh, thank you to all of our Jensen AV Club members. Yes. And uh, the link is in the show notes or description if uh, you want to check it out. Also, if you're planning on purchasing anything from Amazon this week, you can support the show just by clicking an Amazon link in the show notes uh, or the description and then purchasing whatever you want. And that purchase of your shampoo you're already buying gives us a tiny bit um, to support the show and every single uh, bit ends up culminating to really helping us uh, to continue to create this art. So um, that is another way you can support this show. Um, and also just telling your friends, writing us on iTunes, all that stuff is a huge help. Thank you guys so much for supporting us as we continue to um, create Do this, this thing. Uh, <laughs> all of our arts. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The moment of truth. The moment of truth. So let me just start off by uh, telling you a story, I suppose. Um, we, in December of 2018, so just a few months ago, we took uh, quite a few trips um, outside of New York City. And we spent um, a week in London. We spent a week in Oklahoma. We spent a week in uh, Colorado. We were actually only in New York City for like six days um, of the entire month. And then we were flying back New Year's Eve um, mm -hmm. after being gone for that whole month we were sitting on the plane and it, at some point um just we sarah and i kind of just looked at each other and i don't remember who said it first but one of us just asked like i am not excited to go home like i'm not excited yeah. to go back to new york city and the other person said yeah me either so then after landing mm -hmm. we essentially spent the next few weeks uh, or month like exploring why? Yeah, just asking why we felt that way. Was it just because it was winter or, you know, was there something more is it going because, on? Is it because we just spent a month um, with some of our best friends who don't live here in New York City? Right. And then especially spending um, like the prior week to coming home with some of our very best friends and family 
um, that we haven't seen in a long time. Right. Um, that we that all have dispersed across the country and have went, you know, all came home for Christmas and we got to hang out with everybody for multiple days. Right. And so it was like this reunion of like our deepest connections. And then we were immediately going from that back to New York City where we don't have any deep connections right um and so it was like okay so is it just like coming off of a high right and you know that so all these things just basically kept asking questions of why do we not feel excited to go quote unquote home right i feel like i mean i i think i kind of knew pretty quick almost immediately (laughs) i would say (laughs) i i just know myself i guess like i just whenever I, whenever I feel like something is right, I know it's right. Like I don't really question that kind of like those things about myself. And I was talking to my friend who lives in Australia and I was telling her, I was like, I just didn't feel excited to come home. And she had lived in New York for like four years or something. And she was like, well, I mean, I think that's a pretty good sign. I mean, I don't know, but every single time I flew back to New York, I was excited every single time. And so like, she said she was like I think it might be a pretty good indicator that like you know if you're not excited to go back to New York City then something should probably change so I knew pretty quick that like it was time to change yeah you know so we basically came to the conclusion after um you know either moments after landing or after not moments (laughs) but definitely days not weeks um so just basically after some exploration after after a lot of conversation and after a lot of me saying let's not jump into anything uh (laughs) you know too quickly basically came to the conclusion that it's time for us to move out of new york city yes and then um you know through that process we learned uh thinking about it existentially and thinking about who we are as people, thinking about what New York is, why is it that we felt this way? What are our, you know, finding our, at, over the last two years, finding our own personal values and mm-hmm. figuring out that New York doesn't match those values in, in what we want to do in our day-to-day lives. Um, and essentially we have found now, after exploring this topic for a few months, mm-hmm. of the real core reasons that we personally feel that we don't want to live in New York City anymore. Right. Um, I will let Sarah um, kind of go through. I, I think Sarah's reasons are are the biggest reasons that that we have decided to move. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I think that the, uh, which is why I want to start there. Okay. Um, well, my biggest reason is because it causes me a lot of anxiety. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like I haven't been I say I haven't been myself, but honestly, I don't even know if I know who I am. But I I feel like I have been so uh, opposite of what I want and what I wish I were for like a year and a half. Is Like the first year in New York was fun and cool and new and exciting and whatever. But then like, I don't know, like New York on a day-to-day basis is so different than that, than what you think. And like it it just like my anxiety has just been like wildly bad. Like I think the last time I felt this like anxious and and depressed was when I worked at the bank at the full-time job that I hated. Like I don't, I it's, it's just been so like difficult to handle. And I, I think also the thing is that there's like no um, relief from it. Like there's, there's no, 
You come home and all you hear outside your window is traffic. There's no quiet. You go to a coffee shop and you have to, which there's something really cool about it, but also like you never have a table to yourself. And like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like there's no, I don't know, like taking your laundry is difficult and um, getting groceries is difficult. And like everything is just a little bit harder in New York, which is cool and fun, but also just like there's no relief from it. And so I think it's just really caused my my anxiety to be just like like absurd. It's insane how bad my anxiety has been. And I I would also probably put some of that anxiety on the cost of things too. Like I'm not going to like discount that. It's not just the noise or the lack of nature or whatever. Like I do think probably like the cost has something to do with it. And like always worrying about uh, I don't know, just like paying rent and crap like that has just been really, really um, stressful. Yeah. And I'm just like tired of feeling anxious. Mm-hmm. And the things I know that I need to do in order to not be anxious, like New York doesn't really offer or at least offer easily because of the cost of everything. So, you know, like, okay, you need time to yourself. You need to go out. Well, I can't have time to myself just in the city because there's 8 million people here and you have to share a table with people when you go to a coffee shop. So then you have to, what, I don't know, take a train somewhere. So that's going to cost you. And then it it's like takes a lot longer to get there. So you have to plan a lot like more time to do those things. Like if I wanted to go to Central Park or something, like it takes, I don't know, 30 minutes via train to get to Central Park. So that's an hour of travel time that I have to add into. And it's just like, it just makes everything more difficult, really. So that's like probably my biggest thing is I'm just tired of feeling anxious. Right. And that plays into like, you know, your your personal, you know, feelings and weightiness, you know, all that type of thing, mm-hmm. you know, comes into, you know, our relationship, you know, as two people together. Right. Um, and so it's like for the health of you as an individual, which is most important, and then the health of us as a married couple um, right. is with that as well. And so what decisions do we need to make for you to live um, in, in, in your optimal environment for your personal health right. um, that you can bring into a relationship with somebody else, right. um, you know, secondary. And, yeah. you know, I think that, it, you know, all those points are valid in the fact that, one, we have learned – um, over you know the course of our adult lives that you are a person who requires more quiet more alone time than I would say maybe the average or I would say that I um, think I probably well my um my personality test I tested 97 or 96 percent introverted so mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like pretty introverted and it's I very much love being around people like there's something really like energizing and exciting about being around New York and everything going on and whatever but but like on a a regular basis I need solitude yeah and and New York just doesn't really offer that to me it's like if because like Sarah mentioned she will be like okay I have you know this half day or this whole day I can like go and rejuvenate you know in my you know in the way that my introverted needs and go to let's say starbucks where it's not necessarily packed 
Right. And we'll sit at a table where the table itself is about the size of an eight and a half by an 11 sheet of paper. Barely fits a notebook. That's the truth. (laughs) And, you know, after like 15, 30 minutes, somebody will come and be like, hey, can I share this table with you? Yeah. And you're like, I guess. And then they bring out their, you know, coffee or wa- and wallet and, you know, whatever and set it on the table. Right. That, you know, you can barely fit a notebook on. And so like, not only it's, it's not about, it, it's not about not being around people, like right. being at the coffee shop, you're obviously around people. Right. But there's something different about not having any sense of personal space. Right. And it, and I don't blame anybody either because like, I mean, there's just, an empty yeah. chair and you need it. Like it's, I'm not, yeah, it's not anything about that, but it's like it's just so many times. Yeah. Literally every time I go, I like, okay, I have some hours, a few hours. I'm going to go to a coffee shop by myself. Every single time I end up sharing my table with somebody. And the majority of the time, I, I don't, I can't tell you how many times they've been FaceTiming Hmm. without headphones right (laughs) and you're trying to like do work or like think or read or journal or whatever and like they're just sitting here yelling at at whoever they're facetiming with you know it's just like it's not actual alone time it's not solitude it's not quiet and like i said in order to find that quiet you have to go out of the city like you have to train for like an hour or whatever to get somewhere right and, where you can for actually somebody, find a little bit of space and for somebody like you that yeah. is something you need on a weekly basis right it's just not like practical really at yeah. that point if I not think. a daily yeah i mean you need some of it daily uh, yeah and in a in a like extended period weekly yes and so you know it's just it, it, with the cost of living and the um you know i guess need that you have it's yeah. just not feasible in the like long run to continue to exactly want that with the lifestyle that we desire exactly um, and i would say on the you know talking about anxiety would be that from my perspective i am somebody who is not an anxious person in the slightest um, yeah like you don't even know how to re- Maybe you do now, but like before we moved, like you don't, you didn't even know what that meant. Like I would try to explain it and you just like couldn't, literally could not fathom, like could not understand because you're just not that person. I mean, we would have conversations with you and and some of our other friends who would say like, you know, that they were anxious or whatever. And I would like literally be asking questions like, what does it feel like? Like I am unsure if I have ever felt anxiety. Like I need to know like what you, what you are feeling um, because I don't even know how to empathize with it essentially, right. you know, in certain seasons of my life, like I wasn't even, uh, just didn't have like a baseline just was not on the radar yeah, to like grasp, like, what does it even mean to be, have anxiety or to be anxious or whatever? Yeah. But I do do a much lesser degree because I'm not, I do not have a natural propensity to lean towards anxiety, but I me- mean, I would say there's a difference between having or being anxious and having like capital A anxiety. Like okay, there's yeah. a difference. But I do th- like you know now what it is to be anxious. Yeah. And so on some level you can like understand, right. okay, take this to a deeper level and then you have capital A anxiety. You know? So all of that to be said that I now know what it's like to have lowercase anxiety because New York gives it to me. Um, yeah. Because I – there – is this sensory overload mm-hmm. of New York City that I can handle for a you know certain period of time? Um, 
you know, during the day, let's say, uh, and then at a certain point in the day, or maybe I can handle it all day, but then after a few days of it, it just like every single honk and diesel engine, like blowing by, um, without, yeah. you know, uh, upshifting at the the correct moment. And so it's just crazy loud. <laughs> that is um, a real pet peeve of yours. And, um, just everything about this city is so loud yeah. and it is fun when you visit. Mm-hmm. It's fun when you first move here. Um, and this is speaking from my exist, my experience, obviously. Um, it was fun for me when we visited. It was fun for me when we first moved here to be like, oh, it's so like hustle and bustle. And like yeah. there's so much energy. Well, there is an energy and it's great. And there's all this stuff going on. But it really, really just like just got to me of even when we would get out of the city and come back like it didn't matter like within days or even the moment of coming back people would be laying on their horns for no reason and I would just feel like this need to punch somebody in the face yeah I feel like that was the big thing about traveling in December because I really thought that's all it was for me I thought I just need a break I just need I've been in in the city for too long and like just getting away will be great you know, and like, I mean, sure, we went to London, which is another major city, but completely different, in my opinion. London it was, is so It was much, much quieter. quieter. Um, it was more, I mean, we were on vacation. I was relaxed. I felt like the city was, re- you know, like it was Christmas. Like, it was a good time. I, and then Colorado and Oklahoma, obviously not big cities. Like, we were skiing in the mountains. It was calm. It was beautiful. It was empty, whatever. And it didn't change my feelings about New York. Like I thought that it would be like rest and like, okay, now I'm ready to get back. And I just wasn't. And I think, yeah, I think that, that New York really just like, uh, highlights my anxiety and I don't like that. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't, maybe there's a way you can get rid of it and still live here. I don't know, but like, I don't, I'm tired of trying to figure it out. I've been like this for a year and a half and I'm just done trying to like not be anxious. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's just like exhausting. You have learned that New York actually increases your anxiety. Um, And so it is basically come to the time where, you know, you know that and now we need to um, positions ourselves into an environment in which you can mitigate Right. You know, the thing that you suffer from. Right. Exactly. And I feel like um, it's interesting to learn that because like New York has been my dream my entire life. And um, but like I don't feel bad about leaving. Like I don't like I think it's interesting when you have a dream your whole life and you're like, this is it. This is going to be this is like going to, I guess, quote unquote, complete me. Like mm-hmm. this is the thing that's going to make me me and whatever. Um, I thought maybe that New York would be that. And then like coming here and realizing that it's not. Um, I think it's cool because uh, we've talked about this a lot. Like it doesn't feel like a like a dream died. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it, it more feels like um, I've just like learned something new about myself. And I feel like if you can look at like your dreams, the, the things that you've wanted your entire life, when you get those things, like they're never what you want. They're never they're never fulfilling what you wished that they would fulfill. fulfill. Mm-hmm. And I feel like 
um, just like changing your perspective on that and learning and just looking at it like, oh, okay, like checking it off the list. Like I learned that this thing isn't it on to the next. I feel like that's kind of what New York has been because we always knew, I guess, a little bit that New York would be temporary, that we wouldn't live here forever. Yeah. Um, I thought it would be longer. <laughs> but yeah, when we moved here, we said three to five years. Yeah. And it's been two. Yeah. I thought it would be longer, but I knew it wasn't forever. And I feel like it's just been good to learn that it isn't a forever for me. Like, a, like for sure, I've learned that. And like now I can go on and like, I guess with um, confidence and knowing that like, it's not all, it's not in the back of my head, like a, oh, but what if, but Mm. what, what if New York, you know, like if we had moved somewhere else, I would still be saying, well, but, but New York is over there, Mm. you know? And now I can just be like, I can be like happy with what we're doing next because I know I did this Mm -hmm. and I know I can do this and like, I'm good with that. And like, I, I think it's really taught me how to look at big dreams and goals that I've always had for myself and how like, it's not the end destination. That's the point. And I mean, I know we know that and we say it all the time, whatever, but like nobody actually believes it until it happens. You know, like you can listen to, to the wise experts who say life is about the journey, not the end destination or whatever they say. And you're like, yeah, cool. Well, whatever. Like, (laughs) let me get to my end destination and then I'll tell you if that's Mm -hmm. true or not. I feel like that's what like New York has taught me that like, it's not like New York was not my ultimate, Mm -hmm. even though I thought it was. And, and I'm totally okay with that. Like, I'm not upset about that at all. And like, I'm glad that we came and I'm ready to go. And I feel like I just I think maybe it's just taught me to change my perspective on on those things and like really truly believe that nothing is failure. That like I I really think I truly believe that now. Mm-hmm. That like just because it didn't work how you thought it would doesn't mean it was a failure. Like I just learned a lot of things about myself. And now I can just like check it off the list and like not have something like always looming in the back of my mind Mm -hmm. the only way it would be a failure is if you didn't learn anything from it right exactly so i feel really good about like i also feel good to know that like i can do this if i wanted to Mm -hmm. but i think having the um confidence and the power to say like i i can but i just don't want to right is like I don't know. It feels nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it feels like good and empowering to be it's able like, to say yeah. that to you, to yourself about something that you have wanted your whole life. And then like to learn that it's not what you want and just say like, yeah, I could do it, but I'm, I don't want to. Mm-hmm. Like it feels, I don't know. feels like nice to say that. Well, because like, um, I mean, we all strive for certainty and yeah, I guess. It, it, like certainty most of the time in most things doesn't, can't come unless you you know you try it right um you know that's why we have such a hard time believing the experts that have already experienced it because we haven't experienced it ourselves you're like you know everybody says it's the journey not the destination and you're like okay cool i totally believe you made it to the destination so let me try (laughs) yeah and so that's why it's hard to like truly engage and believe and 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 like follow a path um that is yeah. meant then that we should be like by 100% think we should be learning from our elders and yeah. not follow it the same traps that every single human follows right. and comes to the same conclusion over and over and over again um 
but it's still human nature to strive for certainty. Yeah. Um, and we are certain now that yeah. the rainbow that was always looming over there that looked so beautiful and we loved visiting is not the rainbow that we want to spend, you know, the, our every, you know, every day under. Yeah. It's, um, you know, and I think that the, the, the things that we have learned about ourselves um, and the ways that we have grown over the last two years of living in New York City are the reason we are here, the reason that we yeah. came here, and ultimately worth everything. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, we can now move on from this knowing without um, you know any doubt yeah. like that we're not supposed to be there, whereas we definitely 100%, like you said, would have you know, moved anywhere else. Right. Could have been even London. Yeah. And in the back of your head, I'd be like, yeah, but what about New York? Yeah. Like, well, I mean, like I said, it's literally been the thing I've said since I was 13. I'm going to live in New York. I'm going to live in New York. At least for a year, I'm going to live in New York. Like, that's just been my thing. And so to be able to do it mm -hmm. and like to go move on from it confidently. Uh, like you know, I, I think part of it, the thing, the thing that you needed was you needed freedom from this dream in order to live your life because maybe um, the you without this experience, you could not go forth living any other type of life and truly be content in it because you would have always been questioning. Yeah, you know, the, the I mean, the, I'm definitely the a New York uh, romantic. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So I think those are, I mean, really, that's why those yeah. are the big things that I've learned and that I'm just ready to move on. Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, th that would be that those that's obviously the biggest reason mm -hmm. and, and the most uh, valuable reason is just like I'm mental health over here. Yeah. Just <laughs> like and I think you could probably tell um, if you've watched our videos. <laughs> I mean, I think, I don't know. I just think, why why try so hard? Like, why kill yourself for something that you don't even think is maybe worth it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and so, so, like, that's the biggest reason is just mental health. Yeah. Um, but then aside from that, I have also come to a lot of conclusions about me personally because that's not um, my personal struggle. Right. Um, but at the same time, it is, but more in a practical, um, you know, uh, sense than than an emotional sense, even though it does affect my emotions for sure. And so over the course of this, like, basically two years, um, mm -hmm. and especially like questioning over the last few months of like, what are my own personal core values, figuring that out to like, what do I think are the most important things in life? What I think, the, yeah, almost the meaning of life is the number one for me. And well, us, uh, mm -hmm. and we've had this conversation is deep community living in a family style, you know, deep rooted community where where we are there day in, day out um, for each other, with each other, um, living this thing um, as the Midwestern Christians love to say, doing life together. <laughs> um, and it, but I very much value that. Right. Um, and I think I think that there is no other thing in life that is more meaningful than, you know, community in that way. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, you could obviously throw in like 
children into that, but I am yeah. not a parent. So there's that. Um, and then my second one is freedom, but specifically like financial freedom is, is what mm-hmm. I would put on this list. You know, my yeah. actual core value is freedom in general. But one yeah. thing that comes with freedom is financial freedom. Mm-hmm. And so within New York and thinking about my life in New York, deep community and financial freedom are two things that are very hard to come by mm-hmm. um, because they each feed into each other in the fact that New York is so expensive to live and rent is so expensive that people have to work extra, mm-hmm. harder, you know, whatever you want to say. They have to n- live this life where they are working to live, but we live, New York is a, um has the mentality or the energy of living to work mm-hmm. um i have basically come to believe that new york is essentially the mecca of work and people come here to worship work mm-hmm. work is the end all be all there is no conversations that you typically have with people that don't involve work in some way um that you know people actually all commute most community based relationships are based around who I work with, who I want to work with, um, you know, work, getting together with a work excuse to spend time together because most people feel if they are not making a dollar right now, mm-hmm. then they are wasting their time. Mm-hmm. And if they're not making a dollar right now, then they're not going to be able to pay, pay rent at the end of the month. Right. And so because it's so expensive to live here, people can't think about anything else other than working yeah. um, to actually stop and live life and live in a community. And so it is hard to find, um, in my experience, it has been hard to find people to live in a deep community mm-hmm. that um, don't value work above all else because I don't believe that the meaning of life is work um, in my own personal values and, and, and things and in my own personal exploration of what meaning is. Mm-hmm. I have... You know, looking at people who are towards the end of their life, I have yet to hear a story of somebody on, you know, the end of their life or on their deathbed that says, I wish I would have worked more. I wish I would have worked harder. Right. It is typically always the opposite if there is regrets of, I wish I wouldn't have worked so much and spent time with people. I wish I wouldn't have worked so much and traveled and had experienced more of life. And so I don't, you know, looking at that, I don't want to... follow the path of going towards the end of my life and feeling like I just wasted right. this life working it away and not actually doing what actually matters, which is loving those, you know, deeply around us. Um, and it's not that you can't have that in New York. I'm just talking about my own personal experience of, yeah. of what it, of life in New York and life as a transplant to New York yeah. as well. I mean, I think, I think this conversation is completely different if you're saying you're a native New Yorker with like born, raised family, extended yeah. family, like, you know, lifelong friends, like that's completely different than like all, all of the transients that we have been connected with and that move here for work essentially spend their days in life worshiping work. And when you're talking about that deep community yeah, and financial freedom, those compete with each other uh, directly. Mm-hmm. And so it has not been possible for us to find – um financial freedom here because we would have to work so much harder mm-hmm. to survive with the margin that we like to live with right. um, and the freedom that we like to live with. Um, 
And because of that, that steps on community. Right. Because if you're working so long and so hard, you don't can't engage in community. Then when we go out and seek community, um, in our experience, we have not been able to find people that also believe that they right. don't need to work as much to live life and actually spend time with other humans um, that right. without the excuse of work. Yeah. It's yeah, it's definitely like indirect, like you said, competition um, yeah. with each other. And it's not to say I I do think like to reiterate our experience right. of New York, because I think um, obviously there are eight million nine million people here like mm -hmm. there's so many experiences this is two York, experiences but, of nine million here yeah and and i also don't want it to seem like you shouldn't move here either no I, I i firmly support anybody who like feels this dream to like come do it like it's amazing and it'll I've teach said, you everything i've said many times that even if this isn't your dream i think that every person mm -hmm especially American, mm -hmm. um, should live at least a year. Yeah. It in, teaches in you so City. many things about yourself, about other people. Like it's just, it really is like a, a unique experience. Mm -hmm. And if you have the opportunity to, to experience it, then you should. Right. Um, but I, yeah, it, it has been like, I think very eye opening as far as like what we value, because also I think like, Tulsa and New York City couldn't be more different, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, like, going from one to the other, like, just so contrasted. Like, it's insane. And and I always thought, like, Tulsa is just so boring a mm -hmm. lot of times. You know, there's nothing to do. There's no buildings to look at. It's just, like, literally nothing like the, <laughs> there's mm. just like not a lot happening people are great in tulsa but like there's not a lot going on there and so i think i always thought like i need somewhere exciting i need somewhere that's just like buzzing all the time now don't get me wrong it is amazing to be in a city where literally at any moment any given moment things are happening mm -hmm. like the other day you were freelancing at or near washington square park and literally Vampire Weekend just like did a surprise show in Washington Square, you know, and like that stuff does not happen anywhere but New York. That is freaking cool. And it's amazing to watch and like, you know, be a part of. And yeah. it's amazing, like all of the shows that are here that you get to be a part of Broadway, um, you know, like everything. It's just there's so much happening and it's really fun. Um, but like. It's it's like so we went from somewhere so boring to somewhere like so happening. And I think I think I just thought that it's kind of like how we always I think we call it the pendulum swing. But mm -hmm. there's like in culture, we start with, you know, I don't even have an example, something politically. Mm -hmm. And then we swing way over to the other side. And then we settle in the middle somewhere. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's exactly what we're doing. We started in Tulsa, which was like the most boring place ever. And then we go to New York, which is the most exciting place ever. And now we're like, kind of like, okay, mm -hmm. I think we can like merge these two things together <laughs> mm -hmm. and have a happy medium. That's kind of what I feel like is happening. Um, so for me, I think the reason that I want to leave New York now after having 
an incredible time having so much fun and having this New York experience now that I've lived it. Um, I have come to the conclusion that for me, the cost of living in New York is not worth my quality of living in New York. Yeah. And, you know, I think that everything that you were just saying about, you know, I think New York would be way different if it wasn't for the cost of living. A hundred percent. Because the cost of living causes the, you know, basically the the community aspect. Right. You know, people can't live in community if they're working 24-7 to pay for their bills. And so, and like you mentioned in the very beginning, everything is hard in New York. Mm-hmm. It's harder to do everything. Like every, all of your day-to-day lived experience is a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. Um, and that. If that was the cost yeah, for everything that you gain in New York, right. totally worth it. Absolutely. But whenever that is the cost on top of the financial mm-hmm. extreme cost of being here um, and then not have, you know, everything mm-hmm. just snowballs and like yeah. it no longer, that takes away from the, from my quality of life, all of, the, all of New York being, you know, a little bit harder. Yeah. And the cost of living for me is just not worth the quality of living. I yeah. think that that would be my... You know, if somebody in in my elevator pitch of like, hey, why are you leaving New York? It would be the cost of living just isn't worth my quality of living. Yeah. Um, And everybody that I have personal connections with uh, and, you know, people that I work with freelancing and things like that. You know, I've told them that I'm moving and I will say that statement of the cost of living is not worth the quality of living. And they're like, oh, yeah, totally not. Yeah. You know, but I mean, there's also all these there is all of this opportunity here. Right. That some people want the opportunity, um, you know, and for makes, their chosen career path, you know, it makes to, to do. And, it, it, you know, like I said, this is just our experience and our personal yeah, know, I mean, values of life. So, you know, for them, it, it is worth it because of the, you know, opportunity. Mm-hmm. For me, I don't care. Yeah. Um, I care more about my uh, mental health and uh, day-to-day quality of life than I do about, you know, some, you know, future job you know future you know opportunity yeah um so another thing that is huge for me and this is another way that i have come to think about my experience in new york and why i am leaving um i i just i just got this thought one day um of like hey why are you leaving new york and this like came to me of new york takes every available resource for external survival mm-hmm. um, and growth and gain. Um, and I want to create ample margin for internal growth and reflection. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, that was like a succinct statement. But if you know, like what that means is that New York sucks everything away from you. You have to give every single external you know, resource you have, money, time, energy, yeah. just to live. And then if once you're done like paying, you know, surviving, you also want to grow and, and, and right. gain, um, you know, so that you don't have to do as much of that. So every single piece of you is taken externally. Yeah. And I don't want that existence and would rather create ample margin for uh, externally. Um, so that I have ample margin internally mm-hmm. to reflect and grow, and um, you know, basically, I want I want the growth that is happening in my life to be internal. Yeah. Um, not worrying about surviving and external growth. I think that's really it. It's just like, well, yeah. I guess I'm looking at this from 
anxiety and emotions versus Mm -hmm. (laughs) practicality. But just like we mentioned, like I need solitude and I need like space. And I think it goes into that too. Like there's just like so much uh, overload here and overwhelm. And even like it just doesn't uh, allow you the internal space. Even even if you're sitting at home because (laughs) all the cars right outside your window are just like, freaking out and like I don't know it's just yeah Uh, yeah I definitely think I value or I've learned that I value way more internal than I do external um so and that's not to say that I don't care about my lifestyle because that's not true I mean I have a certain comfort that or uh preference yeah that I want to live at we just design our lifestyle yes so that we are more focused on like internal exploration exactly Um, yeah you know it's like we and again there's no right or wrong lived experience this is just exactly our personal values and what we think the meaning of our life should be yeah and that seeking out um you know a big house and you know cars and like you know this the quote-unquote ideal american dream right is is a social construct that we reject and we design our lifestyle to have um financial freedom right in that financial freedom that may mean that we live in a much smaller place we live in a cheaper city Mm -hmm. we live um you know well we uh sacrifice creature comforts Yes. So that we can live the lifestyle that we actually want, not what the world tells us that we should have. Right. Or um, even or even the ones we thought we Yeah. We you know what I mean? It's it's I mean, New York was the thing that I put on myself. Like that was my dream that right. I wanted. And like I learned that I was wrong. Yeah. So <laughs> you know. And I mean, so essentially the uh, another big thing would be um we we live and we we make the income um, and we live in such a way right now that we can live our dream and live the lifestyle yeah. that we want to live. But the thing that is ultimately keeping us from that is New York City. If yes. we transplant who we are, what we are doing, and all of the things that come with it to a cheaper city, yeah, everything changes in, in the fact that we now are uh, if if we value financial freedom, right. we have two options: work extremely hard, you know, find new ways, new sources of income, work more hours yeah. in order to create that here, which conflicts with our number one, um, right? You know, value of deeper community. So that doesn't work. Yeah. But if we take what we have, move it to a cheaper city, mm-hmm. now we are able to have that financial freedom with the deeper community, right. which leads me into where the heck are we moving? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't say that the, the whole time. Uh, not on purpose. We just, I kind of forgot. So I should have said it in the very beginning. Hey, we're moving from New York City um, to Portland, Oregon. Yes. Um, we are moving uh, across all the, all the, the way, country. All the way east coast to all the way west coast. Could it make a more opposite decision? Well, no, we could have, I guess. Yeah. South, west. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, um, but Portland, we're, yeah. We're moving to Portland, Oregon. We're moving to the West Coast. Um, and here's uh, why we came to the conclusion of moving to Portland. One is what I just said. Yeah. Um, Portland is a 55 to 60% cheaper mm-hmm. than New York City. And if we move to an apartment or a house or you know a city in general that is 
50% cheaper mm-hmm. than you know the cost of living than it is in New York City, all of a sudden our life of financial freedom is instantaneous Yeah, because we can continue making the same amount of money we make now and have 50% more. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> math. math. Um, <laughs> then, um, but it also plays into our number one reason of deep community. Yeah. We have um, three very close friends, yeah. um, deep inner circle friends who moved from Tulsa to Portland. Mm-hmm. So whenever we were throwing darts on the map of like, okay, we know we're leaving New York City, where should we move? Yeah, We started picking out, okay, we don't want to live in the middle of the country. Probably. Yeah, we had a couple of cities we were looking at, but almost immediately we were like, I want to, Sarah, myself, I said, I want to live on a coast mm-hmm. um, because it just, I don't know. I don't like being landlocked. I guess I maybe learned that about myself living in New York too. Like I like being on a coast mm-hmm. very much so. So that eliminated a few cities automatically. Yeah. And then- pretty much the only it was like where are our friends at Mm -hmm. and i want to live on a coast (laughs) Um, so basically it was drawing up a venn diagram of here's cities we're willing to live Mm -hmm. here are cities that friends live Mm -hmm. um and here are cities that are cheap enough you know for our financial freedom um and wherever they converge is you know where we're going our options yeah literally the only option if you count if you put you know coastal on there was Portland, Oregon. Mm-hmm. So we've never been to Portland. We've never been never. to Pacific Northwest. Never. Um, we've never even been to the West Coast except for um, I went to uh, Anaheim, California for three days of work last year. Yeah. Um, and I've been to LA once. And Sarah's been to LA once. So other than that, we have no West Coast experience. And yeah. so that is a fun thing that we just, we've done this East Coast life. We're like, hey, we, yeah. we don't have any reason to stay here. Yeah. And so let's just go try out the West Coast. Um, I also want to, I just want to say real quick yeah. that moving to somewhere you've never been before is actually really exciting. Yeah. I feel like, um, well, I tend to put a lot of expectation on things and places and what I feel like it will give me or what it should give me. And I have none of that for Portland because I've never been. And I really have no idea what to expect. And I feel very excited about the, Mm -hmm. the, um, surprise of it all, I guess. I know it might seem crazy to some people that like I've, we've literally never even visited, but like, I don't know. It's, it's actually kind of exciting. Anyways, go ahead. Um, and I also forgot to say that, um, we had like three, very close friends move to yeah. Portland. Um, and then there are like at least a dozen um, ancillary friends yeah. uh, that have moved from Tulsa to Portland. And so we essentially have a uh, already established community um, in Portland of yeah. like everyday friends. Yeah. And then weekly friends that are already there. Yeah. Um, so that's our number one reason for moving. Um, our number two is is that it is 50% cheaper. Um, and then now that we've made the decision, I'm adding a bunch of other reasons. Um, <laughs> and the fact that uh, Portland is an hour, hour and a half away from surfing. It mm-hmm. is an hour, hour and a half away from skiing. Mm-hmm. And so I am now going to buy a surfboard. I'm going to buy some skis and I'll live past season ticket. And yeah. I am going to surf and ski all year long, well, you know, switching off. Yeah. Um, and that is going to be my Which life Which is now. fine with me because now I don't have to pretend like I like skiing. You can just go by yourself. <laughs> um, you know. Yeah, I think, um, I think the aspect of it being very much a nature 
place mm-hmm. is really appealing to me too because I didn't realize how much I like trees. Yeah. I feel like because in Oklahoma you just can't get it like nature is I mean we had a massive tree in our yard. Yeah, like, I mean it's just like it's so ingrained in your everyday life. Actually, we had a yard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. feel like it's so ingrained in your everyday life that you don't realize how much a part of it you are, mm-hmm. even when you're in the cities right. or at least in Tulsa. Tulsa is very naturey as well. Yeah. And so I didn't think that nature was like a big check on the list for me, but mm-hmm. um, it actually is. I, I learned that about myself too. I don't like having to travel to go see a tree. Yeah. <laughs> Or getting stuck on an island uh, trying to go see a tree. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I'm excited about the nature aspect of Portland. Yeah. And and also, like, I have uh, heard and, you know, read like a bunch of different studies in that regard over just just in my daily like podcast listening and just, you know, curiosity exploration type stuff of just figuring out that there are so many different studies out there that have studied the effects of nature on our mental and physical health. Mm -hmm. And, just, I mean, on the physical side, there are certain like cancer fighting. Um, I don't know what the correct scientific word for is, but basically, there are cancer fighting minions inside of us that we that uh, deplete mm-hmm. whenever you do not live in nature or mm-hmm. do not experience nature. So, living in a you know in a concrete jungle, your cancer fighting minions like are. Uh, constantly dying essentially mm-hmm. and you you get to a low point but they've done studies where if you go spend like a three-day weekend um, in nature like basically camping um, you build all of those cancer fighting minions back up to a you know 100 percent or something mm-hmm. and then if you go back and live in your city they actually last for a, a long time i mean you can yeah. live like I don't remember what it was, like 28 days or something before it drops, you know, below like 60%. Um, And so, you know, just having access and, you know, to where I don't have to go take a three-day weekend in the nature. Yeah. I live among nature. Yeah. Um, One, you know, for just... Obviously, that doesn't actually affect me day to day because I'm not like take I don't have like a counter that's like, oh, look, my cancer fighting things are (laughs) like high. Um, But my mental health, though, it it does affect my mental health to be able to see trees, hear birds, you know, just like live, uh, you know, not in an echo chamber of honking. Yeah. um, You know, that type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I also I think um, maybe this is just like an additional pro to what I think or what I feel like we're the lifestyle we will be designing in Portland as far as like surfing and skiing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like you hate going to the gym, hate like it. exercise that is like on purpose exercise is like not something that is not your strong suit, mm-hmm. but like activities Yes, that like, like if I don't feel like exercise are, right. are definitely something you're into. So like, it's also a good, um, exercise right like any sort of physical thing like that surfing skiing hiking um rock climbing all yeah. of those things that are they're heavily fun. physical activities that yeah. are crazy amounts of exercise they my brain is is like having so much fun that i will forget i will basically play myself to death yeah like i will i will stay on the mountain surfing with forgetting to eat yeah uh, or on the mountain skiing you know like forgetting to eat um and just go 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 and like i'm not gonna waste my time here and i'm like having so much fun i'm like up and down up and down up and down um and then at the end of the day i'm like shouldn't have done that 
Right. Because I should have stopped and rested and replenished and drank water at least once, you know, that type of thing. Yeah. But if I'm like at a gym, I'm like 10 minutes in and I'm already chugging water. And And checking your watch to see when it's over. (laughs) And like, oh my gosh, this is the worst thing I've ever done. Yeah. So I think that's another added bonus is like there's a lot more built in fun activity that is exercise that like tricks your brain. Yeah. Another thing um, is if you have listened to like my existential crisis uh podcast and basically this entire season of of our videos and uh, i feel like this is it's all stemmed Um, to this right yeah it is just there just is more to life than increasing its speed and new york is all about making life faster 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 like just like go through every day is just like racing through it racing through it racing through it and i don't think that life is a race and i think ultimately for me I want to, I'm excited to slow down my pace of life. Mm -hmm. If I, I would have 100%, you would have not found me saying that two years ago. No, because again, Tulsa is the exact opposite. It's boring. It's like too slow. Well, in some aspects, I I would say that in our uh, experience and draw and wanting to live in a big city it in our perspective it was too boring but i think that we weren't content in what we had um well yeah i mean yeah you it's definitely, still i mean i would still say it's but, boring but um yeah it's like it's just not it's not finding contentment in that slowness i think that now living learning growing becoming like you know obviously turning 30 like having like all mm-hmm. new uh mind essentially mm-hmm. like having a fully developed brain um all of that type of stuff finally um yeah um <laughs> is the just and just really asking philosophical existential questions of my life right and not letting life live it like live for me i guess and me li- like live my life yeah. um and that i'm not just letting all of these external factors and New York and societal pressures and, you know, all of that type of stuff tell me that I need to run faster. Right. Because if I don't contribute to whatever this is, then I'm, I don't have meaning whenever ultimately right. I don't think that meaning comes from external, uh, uh, creation, mm-hmm. I guess. Um, I don't think that's the right word, but Basically, external productivity has nothing to do with my meaning. Yeah. Um, and my meaning comes from internal cont- contentment. Yeah. And I think that you can have that in New York 100%. I just don't want it because right. I would rather go live in a, you know, slower paced, cheaper, community driven. But still interested. Like what yeah. I what I have kept saying over these, well, almost six months that we've been discussing this is that I want a calm but interesting life. Yeah. And like I... I've, again, never been to Portland. I feel like Portland can offer us that, though. Like, it does seem calmer. You know, West Coast is a little more chill, whatever. I mean, weed's legal, so yeah, it's definitely yeah. calmer. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Um, but Portland is still a very interesting city. The West Coast is still very interesting. There's things going on. It's like a quick plane ride to LA if we want to go you know like mm-hmm. there's there's all these other things that are happening another thing I feel like that is just an added bonus for Portland is it's also much easier for all of our friends who are everywhere else to get to um like our friend in Australia when she flies to America she flies through the west coast so like it's way easier for her to get to Portland than to take an additional trip across the country to see us. And like it's things like that that I feel like just like kind of shifting things around mm-hmm. um, 
and just realizing like, oh, okay, I don't need this massive city. I do want a coast. <laughs> this seems like a happy medium of everything. And I th- I feel like I can design a life that I really truly want mm-hmm. to live without having to sacrifice my mental health for it. Right. Um, yeah. So I think that that those are um, all of our reasons for, you know, feeling that we want to find a different place to live, um, you know, mostly to do with uh, mental health and then, you know, resource disbursement, um, yeah. you know, wanting to do that in a way that aligns my with, budget around a little. you know, aligns with my personal values. I want to, and so, you know, living in deep community, living in financial freedom, slowing down my pace of life. Um, I do want to say though, that New York is worth the cost for a time. Yes. Like I, I don't want people to, uh, you know, the internet. I just, I, New York is a hundred percent worth the cost for a certain time frame. Yeah. For and a period of time. And there's no time frame that um, can be said like it's right like my time frame was like basically a year it was worth it and then after that year i felt it was much less worth it yeah and then closer to two years now it's not worth it at all right but for somebody else it's like, gonna be I mean, five we, we have friends we've had this conversation with and they're like yeah it's still worth it for me right now and i've been here for three years but i do see like you know the, the merits you know. and the end is yeah. coming and right yeah so, so everybody's time frame is different yeah um and some people is lifelong of course i just want to throw that out there because i'm not against new york i'm not against paying for new york i i just feel like you have to be honest with the the questions and the answers and you have to be honest with yourself about why you're here what you're doing you know mm-hmm. what your true values are and not just like go along and do something because you think it's what you should do or you're afraid to call it a failure or whatever right. like i just yeah new york is absolutely worth it yeah for a certain time and you can only determine what that time is for you and i would also just like to add because this is where my mind's at right now um is you know if you're in New York because you're in a race that you're trying to win and that is in New York is just to ask, is the race worth winning? Yeah. Is the race even worth participating in? Right. Um, and I don't have an answer for anybody. Right. Um, but, sometimes yes, sometimes no. Who knows? But, but for me, I don't believe that ultimately that most of the races of life are even worth participating in mm-hmm. because it's not worth winning. The cost of winning, it doesn't... Um, outweigh the benefits of the end goal yeah um and you know that is my personal take in 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 my experience um, but i think that we all need to ask those questions Mm -hmm. um i also want to say we're when we leave for portland we are doing an a cross-country road trip yes and i'm very pumped about it because we're going to a lot of places we've never seen before and it's going to be like it's a 60 hour drive time Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's gonna be like at least i don't know basically probably we're, three we're going on tour um, yeah <laughs> and our tour stops are going to be um it, well, our definite tour stops are going to be washington dc nashville. Uh, nashville tennessee tulsa oklahoma enid oklahoma um that's where our family is yeah um, grand canyon and flagstaff arizona yeah and then joshua tree and then la uh, well, uh, Ventura, California. Yeah, well, Ventura is about LA. Um, and then um, Cupertino, because we're going to see, obviously, we're going to see the Apple campus. Mm-hmm. And then Portland. Yeah. So that, 
you know. Those are our planned stops, and we will be, that's going to be like one of the, uh, it'll be a big video series, yeah. obviously. We will be doing a travel uh, films in every single spot, you know, of the road trip. And then once we get to Portland, we're going to have um, all sorts of um, moving films of, yeah. um, you know, finding an apartment, designing. A brand. I mean, that's one thing I'm excited about is we're yeah. going to be. Uh, essentially designing an all new apartment that we're going to be uh, making films about. And then yeah. we'll have a, I'm all a little, new apartment tour. Yeah. I'm a little nervous about that. Cause we won't, I'm assuming have the fireplaces for my books. Yeah. So who knows what's going to happen to those, <laughs> but yeah, it's just a whole new, I think I've actually learned again, I've learned this about myself. I'm a project based person. Mm-hmm. I really like projects. I like end dates to things. And I like beginning new things. So I feel like this is going to be a lot of fun to plan. And um, I'm excited to make the videos for it. So, yeah. yeah. So we are uh, moving from New York City after two years and taking a cross-country road trip, ending up in Portland. And then if you have any suggestions on things in those places. Yeah. Anything we should know about. Yep. Um, and so, uh, that's, that, that's our plans. We, oh, we, I guess we should, uh, we are moving, um, in June 15th. Yeah. Um, so we will be heading out of New York city June 15th. Um, and then we don't know exactly when we'll be in Portland cause it will, we're going to take our time on the road trip. Yeah. Planning Um, it by year. And, uh, yeah. So that is that. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for joining us on this journey. I mean, every single person that is listening to my voice right now has joined us on this journey uh, after coming to New York. Yeah. So thank you for joining us on our New York journey and experience. And um, I hope that this podcast, specifically this episode, um, regardless if, you know, we were, uh, you know, asking questions or not, just gave perspective and hopefully allows um, you to, you know, if, if you're in any, any sort of spot like this to ask your own questions. Yeah. Um, and, you know, let's say you are in New York and it, the questions lead you to, to say, I want to live in New York, then amazing. Because I think that m- most of life, it really value comes from knowing the why. Exactly. Um, and, and only you can answer and it. And only you can answer it. So. And thank you guys for joining us on this journey. If you want to partner with us in this uh, journey, you can do that by joining us um, over on our Patreon page, the Jensen AV Club. That is jensenav.club. We have um, multiple different tiers where you can get uh, exclusive content and deeper access um, to us. And um, you can also uh, help out the show by rating us on iTunes um, or clicking Amazon links, all that type of good stuff that I mentioned in the beginning. Thank you guys for listening and we will see you in next week's episode bye